Hey everyone, welcome to Filmmaker Mike and the Boys. This is The Mandalorian Chapter 13 Review, The Jedi. Joining me tonight is Sequestered Jester. Hey, hey everybody. Pinhead. What's up? And Kuya. Thanks for having me, Mike. Happy birthday, by the way. Belated happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, we are going to be talking about chapter 13 of The Mandalorian. What's and what title? a gift, huh? What's and, the and, and, what a, and it's called The Jedi. And what a gift did uh, Dave Filoni give you, right? An advanced birthday gift. I mean, the best. Oh, my God. <laughs> the best kind. So this episode dropped on Black Friday. And, of course, Thanksgiving was just the day before. And so since we were off from work, I realized like usually when we get off, we get off at work at midnight. So on a Thursday night, as soon as I get off work, I get home, I watch the episode right away. And for that night, since we weren't working, I was off. I actually went to bed a little bit earlier around like 10 and I had to set an alarm to wake up like 10 minutes before midnight because I wanted to watch it. And sure enough- That's dedication. Well, yeah. And I mean, of all the episodes that I've been waiting for, this was the biggest one. So wait, 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 why is it? Why is this the biggest one, Mike? I don't know. I mean, if people have been listening to the show, we've only right, been so, talking so, about. Was Ahsoka, somebody talking shit? Yeah, Ahsoka, was somebody talking shit? Okay. All caps, all right. MF Tano, you know. Okay. So. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I woke up like ten minutes before, and then I, <laughs> I basically went downstairs fired up the iPad, and there it was. So the mm-hmm. runtime was 40, uh, is 47 minutes, uh, much longer than the previous three chapters so far. Hell yeah. Yeah, so because ch- chapter 12 was 39 minutes. This one, chapter 13, is 47 minutes. So, and then all it says the, for the description of the chapter, the Mandalorian journeys to a world ruled by a cruel magistrate who has made a powerful enemy. Okay, so they actually updated that. Um, they must have changed this like within the last day or two. Uh, the first one was just like basically Mandalorian like journey, like continues his journey pretty much. Yeah. And then all you see for, this, uh, for the screenshot is like Mando and Baby Yoda, if I'm not mistaken. So, and then of course, yeah, as soon as the episode kicks off, Dude, I couldn't believe that crap. Like, as soon as I saw the white lightsaber, I was like, oh, hell, already? No way, dude. And that was quite the intro, too, man. Just her picking him off like Batman straight up in the dark, you know, in the mist. And I love that she appeared and disappeared with her lightsabers yeah. like a ninja, yeah. like a ghost, like Batman, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you name it. Um, and then, my goodness, when... Uh, so many uh, awesome cinema, uh, cinematic shots and cinematography. Uh, it's basically, you know, of course, the Jedi, it's no, it's no secret that the Jedi have been heavily inspired. George Lucas was inspired by Akira Kurosawa films and uh, Japanese like samurai. Right. So the whole episode is just like overflowing with uh, those tributes and those uh, homages. Even the so, town, the town was like modeled after like Asian culture. You can kind of tell. Yeah, it, it was pretty much like um, when I saw it, especially when we saw the inside of the magistrate's um, yep. little like home, I guess, or office. 
it pretty much reminded me of the Japanese tea garden in San Francisco. Yeah. The yeah. koi fish there. I was like, ooh, like it's so peaceful, but yet it's so ugly. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's beautiful inside. And my, my yeah, yeah. Julie did point out, my wife pointed out that it's beautiful inside, but outside it's like a desolate, like no one wants to be here in this place. Right. It's because it's like the palace, you know what I mean? All the wealth went into the palace, but the town just got screwed over because the way they're running things. Right, know? right. So, so, you know, yeah. And um, I, I guess I got to I gotta recall, you know, when, uh, when Mando basically makes his way and they greet him, or when we first see, uh, before we see Mando arrive, we see the magistrate and uh, what's Michael Bean's character's name? I forgot. Oh man, I have no clue. Cause like I, the whole episode I was watching, I was like, man, where is this guy from? I recognize him right off the bat. And I'm like, it's driving me crazy. sure enough it's kyle reese from terminator (laughs) the very first terminator yep and i don't even remember who he played in it it was alien or aliens aliens Aliens. yeah thank you so i remembered him from that too like right off the bat i was like dude it's so good to see him in in tv or movie again like and to be in the mandalorian i was like oh man thank you so much for that as soon as i heard his voice i was like holy shit it's michael bean remember mike i i I, I sent you a message is that michael bean <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at it. I was like, "Man, you hit the wall hard, brother! <laughs> you splatted that wall." Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool. And so well, it was. A, it was nice. Yeah, it was really cool. And then is this armor? It looks almost like uh, used up, like stormtrooper or like some kind of like imperial armor. Dude, that whole that whole like the the soldiers and stuff like that. At first, I thought they were totally Empire, but I honestly don't know. I wonder if it's like her own like branch. You know what I mean? So uh, check this out, right? So okay. later in the episode, another name is dropped of a very famous Star Wars expanded universe character. But then, mm. of course, um, since the Star Wars Rebel series, he no longer is. Um, legends you know he's in the canon because right he's right. in that canon so those droids those are hk87 droids yes uh we've what, seen before yeah but what's his name made those gosh he made the actual very first model what's his name i can't remember who. it's um no it's it's the is it from the old republic or Knights yeah darth the- darth revan is the one that like made the first oh okay i according, I never, according to legends right i never fully played that game all the way that's why i don't oh, okay i still yeah but i know i'm familiar with darth revan and darth malik um but yeah as far as the whole game um i haven't really played yet but so someone noticed uh on the those droids um there is an insignia on the droids and it looks like the insignia of the seventh fleet aka grand admiral thrones oh snap dude so wow and then when you hear ahsoka what after she spoilers after she um she defeats the magistrate she asks the magistrate where is your master where is grand admiral thrawn you know yeah so she is serving admiral thrawn it feels like they're going to go with this own like twist on the Timothy Zahn original um, Thrawn books. Like we're, we're like, Thrawn, like we were seeing what, what Thrawn was going to do or what he was doing after the fall of the empire. So I'm really curious on if they're going to like somewhat mess around with that in this but show. Quick, 
for a quick synopsis, who's Thrawn for the uninitiated? Very good question. Yeah, I think Mike would be the one to answer this one. Yeah, let me let me bring it up real quick, because I because it is important to it is important to mention if we're going to throw his name around. Right. Yeah. So he was created by Timothy's uh, Timothy Zahn, the yeah. the author of the oh gosh, I think it's like Age of Empire book. I want to say, and he wrote a trilogy right now called the Thrawn trilogy. The Thrawn trilogy. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I remember um, that back when I was a kid. Yeah. So like um thrawn is like his baby he made him and okay. he got he got like crazy popular in legends and then now i mean they put him in rebels you know so that that old like muscular bearded white man or he's blue actually i don't remember what species he is he's uh he's a chiss c-i-s-s so yeah in the 90s when he debuted in those books and those Timothy Zahn books, which were really popular. Again, so if you take it back to the early 90s, um, yeah. Star Wars was essentially done. There were, This is way before uh, George Lucas made the announcement that he was making episode one and doing the prequels. So mm-hmm. it was like, start, there was nothing much happening on Star Wars. And that's why for the longest time after Return of the Jedi, George Lucas just allowed a lot of writers to basically expand the universe hence the name expanded universe with books and comics um and they just they 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 basically uh had writers come up with stories after return of the jedi post return of the jedi and that's where you have um jason and Jaina solo the solo twins um who yeah. you know, grow up and then they were inspired by disney basically took that inspiration and then you have ray and kylo ren you know, not exactly uh, photocopy, but then there's blueprints there. Um, and then as far as Grand Admiral Thrawn... They should have copied a little harder because the, <laughs> the books, the books yeah. were good. Right. Yeah, they were. So here's a brief synopsis on the character of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, it says here, uh, Thrawn was a male chist with striking, with striking blue skin, red eyes, and an angular face, known for his brilliant strategic mind and ruthlessness. And then, of course, when Star Wars Rebels premiered, so Star Wars Rebels, the animated series, uh, debuted, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say like around 2013, 2014. Yeah. This is, so the, yeah, and this is basically Disney's animated, Disney's first animated Star Wars series when they took over. And so when they debuted Grand Admiral Thrawn in that series, all of his hardcore fans, of course, just went crazy because now, we're seeing Grand Admiral Thrawn, not necessarily in live action, but in animated series. And now, of course, just uh, playing a bigger part in um, the saga. And Yeah, when, when he got announced into the show, uh, that's when I started it. Because I wasn't interested, because uh, I just didn't think it was for me. But when they announced Thrawn, I was like, okay, I got to watch it now. So I had to catch up. <laughs> right. So, so he's a badass. Dude, he... So, yeah. like, his species is to like put it in in James terms or pinhead terms it's like Vulcans of Star Wars that's his species all right that's pretty awesome yeah extremely calculated extremely lethal uh the dude processes like over a long period of time how to take down who he needs to take yeah. down extremely you know? methodical and logical in their way oh, of yeah. going about things yeah, yeah. And in the show, he's played. He's uh, played by Lars 
Mickelson, who is the brother of, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Mads Mads. Mickelson. Yep. So his voice is very, whenever he's in a scene, it just oozes like creepy. Like, that's awesome. And like, yeah, it just makes your skin crawl because like his voice is very creepy and he's, he's cold and calculating. And he's a collector of artifacts too, and like stuff like that. So shoot, yeah. if they wanted to bring him a live action, all they gotta do is paint him blue, give him red eyes. He already looks pretty intense. Like yeah. he'd be perfect. Right. Yeah. That's cool. And, yeah. And so again, going back to that name drop, again, another, you know, another pretty much big bomb that uh they dropped in that uh chapter. Again, we're uh we're getting we pretty much got the first live action debut of Ahsoka Tano. And did I not say a couple episodes ago that Mando Mando and Ahsoka are going to fight? And sure enough, they do. (laughs) Dude, seeing Beskar Beskar in action like that, though, man, like, okay, that was a nice treat. Because, you know, just seeing like a Mandalorian and a Jedi fight like that, was just so awesome, and they were they were pretty toe to toe. You know, I felt like uh, obviously Ahsoka probably would have beat him, but yeah, right. It and great. it makes sense that uh, Beskar armor would be able to go against a lightsaber. And now I feel like, of course, um, over the years with new Star Wars movies, now we're seeing like, oh, lightsaber isn't not not necessarily not all that, but then there's many other things in the Star Wars universe that can go against a lightsaber. Which does make sense because otherwise, you know, for that historic like Mando Jedi Mandalorian Jedi War, if their their Beskar armor would not be able to go against a lightsaber, then that that's pretty much it. Like, right. yeah, because and yeah. that even further goes with the that fight with the magistrate with right. If it wasn't for that Beskar staff, the, especially from what I'm being told from Ahsoka, there was no way she would have stood toe to toe with her like that. Right. Right. Without that Beskar staff, Which, otherwise she would have got her shit fucked up. By the way, that staff is a nice foreshadow, maybe, for when uh, you know Mando's got to go up against the dark saber. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now that he's right. got it. So what? What's so special about this dark saber? Oh my gosh, we could do a whole episode on that. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's, so the you dark know, saber. You can briefly no, say without. I will. Yeah. So so. It's, it's really explained in Rebels. Uh, it's like in-depth in Rebels. But basically, there was one uh, Mandalorian Jedi. And when he made his lightsaber, it, the, the, he made it black. So it was the Darksaber, the only Darksaber ever made. And then when that Jedi died, the Jedi Order kept the, kept the lightsaber in their temple. Well, the Mandalorians came in and stole it. And then basically used it as a symbol to unite Mandalorians together. And it became like the symbol of a ruler in, in Mandalore. So it's kind of important. I guess my question is, what is it made of that makes it so so awesome that it can stand oh. up against a lightsaber? Like, Oh, it, it's the same. It's just the color. And because so it's, it's, it's the same principle. It's just. Yeah. It, because it's yeah. so old, too, okay. the way it looks because it's older yeah uh, another thing too why it's everyone's so in love with it okay so right I get you. and yeah um basically so it does say here 
about the Darksaber is an ancient and unique black-bladed lightsaber created by Tar Vizsla, the first Mando Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order. So this is around 1,019 years before the Battle of Yavin. So yeah, they kept the, um, the, jet, uh, the weapon <clears throat> in the Jedi Temple after Vizsla's passing, but members of House Vizsla stole the saber in a conflict with the Jedi during the fall of the Old Republic. And then of course, in the Clone Wars, we see it, it's wielded by Pre Vizsla, voiced by John Favreau, and he's wielding the dark saber. Um, and then of course, uh, years later, when you watch the Clone Wars, uh, spoilers, Darth Maul gets a hold of that dark, dark saber. And then um, basically, yeah, whoever, whoever wields the dark saber has uh, pretty much can lead uh, Mandalore. And that's why Bo-Katan wants that dark saber because it belongs to her people. Yeah, it's her, it's her it was, lineage. Right, and well, it was taken was, by the Empire. She was the last ruler. Right. That we and, saw. Uh, I do want to mention before that fight, I'm trying to uh, find exactly. Okay, so uh, this is from Walter from my Instagram. Um, that night when the chapter, uh, after the chapter, I went live on Instagram for about 15 minutes, talked to some people who watched the chapter and Walter was one of them. Uh, he sent me a screenshot of Mando walking in the forest and I didn't notice this is the first time I saw it. So I've seen the three, the chapter three times. And oh, the daughter? No, um, yeah, uh, Mariah. The yep. owl-like creature perched on a, a tree branch on the top left of the screen. So yep, I didn't, I didn't notice that at first. She's in two shots. Oh, is she in two shots? Okay. So she's in, she's in the shot where he's walking in the forest right before he runs into Ahsoka. And then the second is where Ahsoka and uh, uh, the child are talking with one another, okay. communicating. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that owl-like character, Mirai, pretty much... Um, is in virtually every every time like Ahsoka is there, that character is around somewhere, and this is um uh, this is from a character from the Clone Wars, um, Mortis trilogy, so and Rebels and Rebels, yeah. Yep. So I, I thought that was an interesting. Uh, it's it's a uh, she's a symbol for the light side of the Force, right? Yeah. And then, of course, um, after we, uh, we see Mando and Ahsoka face off, uh, of course, Mando tells Ahsoka, like, Ahsoka Tano, like, I'm here, I'm here to find you, like, you know. And again, clearly, it's not Ezra Bridger, it's Ahsoka Tano. Okay, all right. <laughs> Dude, now with Thrawn being thrown out there, though, I mean, we might see him. Oh, it might know. not be Thrawn. It might be, like, Grandma Tarkin, back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or General Grievous. I'm never going to live this down, dude. <laughs> well, dude. here's a, here's another thing I, I did realize. And this was like, you know, how, you know how you get some thoughts like way early in the morning if you ever wake up or like you wake up uh -huh. from like dreaming. And this yeah. came to me and I was like, so I was thinking about it. And before this chapter, uh, and we've, we've been discussing the Mandalorians for season two. Uh, we have Jester who's always saying like, well, what if it's Ezra Bridger? What if it's this? What if it's that? What if it's not Ahsoka? <laughs> like anything but Ahsoka, even if they name dropped her. And then I realized like, hold on a minute. For someone who doesn't like The Last Jedi and doesn't like it for certain reasons, because you're not getting what you're expecting. 
Um, imagine, imagine you're in that galaxy far, far away, and there's a bounty on your head, right? Mm. And mm. then it's drum roll. Instead of being captured by Boba Fett, it's Forlom, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, you're you're you, you've got a bounty of like notoriety already. Like you built something like credibility, and then Forlom comes out, or like Dengar, like. Why Dengar? I want Boba Fett, right? Okay. And then, and then like Bandage Man, like seriously, like Simon Pegg, you know? Um, okay. Or you've built a reputation, or let, let's say let's take it into another another familiar fictional place called Gotham City, and you're mm-hmm. like a new up and come, or like you you're like a criminal thug, and you're like I want the bat, and then a batarang flies out and like hits you. Hits your hits your hand and takes off the gun from your hand, and then wham, you get punched in the face, and then you see it's Robin, and like what, what? Robin? I want the bat. Like that's kind of disappointing, right? So okay. I just thought like that was an interesting like thing that you kept on saying like Ezra, but now like we don't get Ezra mentioned in this chapter, yeah, but because of because of how Star Wars Rebels ended. So spoilers. So in Star Wars Rebels. In was it the last episode? Very last episode. Very last episode. Ezra Bridger basically sacrifices himself, and in order to get Thrawn away from and like basically like take him out of the equation and save everyone else, um, Ezra is able to communicate with certain creatures and animals with the Force, and he's able to speak to them. So, so he's the beast master of the force. Pretty much. Pretty Mark much. Yeah. Singer. Yeah. He's pretty much. And so, awesome. and so out of nowhere, there's these space whales. Because so Ezra is fighting Thrawn in a Star Destroyer, right? Yeah. yeah so and, yeah, and uh, Thrawn was winning, pretty much. Right. And so for Ezra to like you know beat him at his own game and like he communicates through the force and contacts these space whales. These space whales, like, pretty much, like, are able to, like, jump through hyperspace on their own with their magic. So they pretty much, like, hover and, like, you know, uh, get in contact with the Star Destroyer where Thrawn and uh, Ezra are fighting. And they jump. They make the heat that basically tells the space whales, like, make the jump to, to hyperspace. And that's when they make the jump to hyperspace. They disappear. And that's why at the end of that, uh, episode, we see Sabine Wren, who is the Mandalorian uh, warrior, who is also a friend of us uh, of Ezra and Ahsoka, looking for Ezra in the unknown regions. And so yeah, that's why they, when they could have jumped anywhere, right? And that's yeah. why when uh, when Ahsoka mentions uh, so, um, magistrate, uh, where is so yeah. Ezra? Ezra rode the space whale. No, so no. they're in the Star Destroyer. They're duking it out. Thrawn's kind of winning, kind of getting an upper hand. Uh, the space whales are like around the Star Destroyer. So Ezra gets the last minute idea to like, hey, like, let's get out of here. And then so he jumps, he uses their energy to jump the entire ship with them. And then that's the last we ever see of them. Wow. It, it jumps the whole ship, everything. Right. And so that's why when Ahsoka asked the magistrate, like, where is your master? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Everyone is just now connecting that um, Ezra is still with Admiral Thrawn somewhere in the galaxy uh, because right. Ahsoka hasn't found him yet. 
unless you know but then that's a, that's the thing um i'm pretty sure that they are basically setting it up and that's why this confirms um so when season two debuted we had the first chapter chapter nine we had uh we had um not boba well we had boba fett at the very tail end of the chapter but then before that we had uh cobb vanth and basically when you look at each chapter so for chapter nine like boba fett was trending of course mandalorian was trending uh, i'm not sure if cobb vanth was trending but then uh, basically every chapter like you had some trending you know some certain topics trending on twitter for each mm -hmm. chapter but for this chapter you had of course, Mandalorian was trending. Ahsoka Tano was trending. Clone Wars was trending. Dave Filoni was trending. I can't remember if Grand Admiral Thrawn was trending as well. But yeah, Thrawn. Thrawn I, saw, I saw that. Thrawn. Okay, yeah. So you, you basically had so much things just from one chapter, from this chapter, trending. And now this Gorgoroth trending or whatever his name is now. Gro Grogu. Yeah, yeah. Grogu. Yeah, that's right. Grogu. Yep. Which we, we okay. yeah until now, but yeah, thank you. I would hope that was trending because that was a big part of that uh yeah. that episode. Right, right. And so yeah, we do find out that we find out more uh background now uh as far as um Grogu, baby Yoda. And now you've got people arguing and saying like he'll always be baby Yoda to me. You can't rename him or like you know. <laughs> of course yep. because when uh... when the show debuted, everyone said baby Yoda, but Disney says no, he's the child. And then now he's they're saying Disney saying he's Grogu. When everyone's now saying no, he's baby Yoda. Like you know, <laughs> don't take it away from me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, well, his name's Gorgoroth. You you get used to it, dude. My brain went instantly to like, did she just call him Goku? Like, are we doing <laughs> Dragon Ball Z in here God. now too? Because I was like, that's what kept I kept saying was Goku. You know? But. Yeah. Um. It was really I love that scene when after, of course, Ahsoka and Mando face off for a bit. Uh, she's sitting with uh, the child with with Baby Yoda. And then they're basically just looking at each other and they're communicating. And you can tell like there's so much Have a cool conversation. Right. And I I really love the score in this chapter. And that part is just beautiful. So did I. Yeah. And then when Ahsoka appears at the beginning, and I believe at the end, and then even at the when they attack the city, the, the town, you hear Ahsoka's theme from Clone Wars. And it's just like, wow, it's just the best yep. thing. Like, man. For, uh, for knowing this character for like 12 years now from 2008, from that Clone Wars movie to the series and then Rebels and then now here, like it's it's quite a journey. It's pretty amazing. So yeah, yeah. we find out that um, Ahsoka tells Mando that his name is Grogu and he was being trained at the Jedi Temple during the Clone Wars. So, yeah, right. And then we also, I guess I just forgot to this didn't click until just recently. Um, Grogu is 50 years old. He is essentially the same age as Darth Vader. Because by the time of Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader is essentially around 50. Right. So, but I guess, or maybe um, he's, a, if, well, if, um, if Grogu is now, a Baby Yoda is now 50, I guess he's a few years younger than Darth Vader. But he's essentially like, they're, you know, pretty much all, um, if you look at the timeline, they're pretty much close to uh, age with each other. So 
yeah, um, Ahsoka does mention that she senses much fear in Grogu. And that um, she even tells Mando, he's formed a strong attachment to you. I cannot train him. And sure enough, a lot of a lot of fans were speculating we may get something along the lines of The Last Jedi when Rey was handing the lightsaber to Luke and asking Luke to train her. But of course, we're not throwing a lightsaber. We can throw <laughs> we're throwing, baby. We're throwing Grogu over the shoulder. <laughs> but yeah. Bye, Grogu. Um, <laughs> but then it does make sense because as we know, even from the original trilogy, when Luke went to Yoda and Dagobah, Luke was saying, I cannot train him. He is too old, you know? Yep. And basically also like too old and like all these things have already happened. And that's why in the history of the Jedi, the unfortunately, the, dark, the, the not so good history about the Jedi is they basically take uh, younglings or babies while they haven't formed attachments yet to their mother and father so that they can train them as Jedi. They basically sense them in the force. And then, you know, they ask families. I, I'm pretty sure, I, I can't remember if they forcefully take them or they just basically like let them know like, hey. I, what was and that? that is an, and that is a form of indoctrination. Unfortunately. Oh yeah, dude, Jedi Order is right. totally a cult, bro. Like the, the <laughs> Jedi Order is corrupt. Right, and that's uh, why, yeah. which makes you makes you look at it going, "Where's the dark side and where's the light side?" That's why Ahsoka was a, such a hero, because like she was she 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 saw the truth and she was like, "I don't want to be a Jedi. Fuck this." Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. And of course, the whole spiel of the Jedi was, "Oh, it's for you know for the greater good of the galaxy." But then, at, yeah. to what end? To what end does that happen? You know, when you're taking right, and that's why like. There's been other stories where they explained, like even the expanded universe, when Luke, uh, post Return of the Jedi, when Luke um, started the new Jedi Order, this is way before Disney, he basically um, changed everything up as far as like Jedi, like you can have a relationship. Like he basically married Mara Jade. So Mara Jade, who, um, for those that, that may not know, she's an expanded universe character. George Lucas hates her, but, and that's why like, <laughs> We never, we, like, and he's, he's been very clear about that. Um, but Mara Jade was a character that was created uh, as she was basically the emperor's hand. She existed around the time of the original trilogy. And her task by the emperor was to basically kill Luke Skywalker. She had a purple lightsaber. And uh, she was basically like trying to hunt and basically kill Luke Skywalker. And then you have another story later of like this wizard of some sort, like scientist, Joris C. Both, who created, who tried to clone Luke Skywalker. If I'm not mistaken, from his like decapitated hand, um, but I yeah. could be wrong. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Right. And then the clone of Luke Skywalker was called Luke with a W. And that was, that was the clone. <laughs> that was the clone. I mean, so original, right? Yeah. That was the clone. Yeah. Um, later, years later, Mara Jade got to kill that clone of Luke Skywalker. So she kind of fulfilled her, you know, her mission Ooh. for the Emperor. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So she's like a bad they So get, wait, real, real quick. Yeah. Um, so now that we're discussing that, that Gro uh, Grogu, the name Order. of Grogu, is now, uh, we find out that he was trained by the Jedi Order on Coruscant. And then when Order, City, Order 66 went down, he was taken from the temple and then hidden but 
yes. he doesn't know who took him because his memory went dark. Right. So my question to you, Mike, is who do you think took him? I think it's Yoda. Really? <laughs> I mean, that, no, no, that no, no. I'm I'm just really curious what you thought. Him so and Obi Wan were in cahoots, and they did <laughs> so, it. Right. So, you, so you're thinking you're you're like mine's going to like total Yoda Yaddle baby, right? Yeah, I mean, but then here's the thing: like, if he was training there, then you would have you would realize you would think that other Jedi, other younglings would have seen him, and they would have been like, "Oh, who's this?" And like, oh yeah, where totally. Did he come from Ahsoka right. says that multiple masters trained him right. over the years. Right, and then why why I go to Yoda immediately is because Yoda was the Grand Jedi Master of the High Council. Yeah, I mean, he would know. He would know about Grogu. Totally. Yeah. So, and that's why, like, you've got all these memes that have, like, blown up. Like, Baby Yoda was there in the youngling training scene in episode two. Like, they inserted him. And, or, like, there's another, there's another meme of, like, Anakin in episode three with a data pad. Basically, he was communicating to Grogu and said, Don't come to the Jedi Temple tomorrow. <laughs> like, Dude, when he attacked. So, so, somebody posted a meme that I died laughing. It was like, it's like, dude, I, I see Grogu in the background. And it's the scene where, uh, Anakin goes in there and he's gonna kill all the younglings in the in the right. council. And then you see like Grogu or like Grogu like hiding in the behind a seat. <laughs> like right. what the heck, dude? There's another <laughs> one where Grogu was like, he comes back after Order 66 and he was just like, I went to get some snacks. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man. Yeah, okay, look, if I'm being honest, like yeah. if we're doing this thing, I honestly think it's Mace Windu that got him out of there. Really? Yeah, because we we saw. What happened to Yoda after he fought the uh, the Senate? Right. He went into hiding with uh, uh, Organa, and you know, uh, Mace Windu got his hand cut off and got toasted and thrown out a window. So like, you know, everyone speculates that that he survived already. Right. That'd be kind of interesting if he survived, got uh, Grogu out of there, and then he went into hiding as well that that actually makes sense that would that would be awesome um that's another character that i think deserves uh another like more like story because that doesn't mean that your arm gets cut off like you and you get thrown out of like boohoo like hello yeah. Darth Maul got sliced in half and he came back um right. there was a i did see it, it it really depends on the popularity for the nerds um uh, mike well, no, so, so so that's, the the, that's the reason, you know, like that's the reason Boba Fett is alive. That's the reason Darth well, Maul is alive. No, I know. But like, here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm very skeptical about them bringing characters back. And the only reason why I would say that I'm for that is because they've done so well bringing back characters before that I would support them bringing back Mace in this situation. Now, I don't I don't really know what they're going to do with Boba yet. So like, I'm going to withhold my opinion on bringing him back right now. So... What, what they've also, done with Maul, what they've done with Maul, for sure, I would like. If they could do something like that, that'd be nice. You know? And also, cool. as a fan and a, as a person looking on the outside, you got to be careful with that because if you do that too much, you start going, what was the purpose of their death? Exactly. Right. What was right. the purpose of that person losing yep. this? Or like, Then you start totally. going, okay, we're just bringing everybody back. Let's just... Let's just, just, just bring the whole family back, and like right, then we start right. getting into start really over. ridiculous territory. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We might have to start over. You know, <laughs> bring Padme back, bring back Shami, like bring them all back. Because if we're <laughs> really going down that, if we're really going down that territory, we might as well just 
go full blo- full blown and just do it. Yeah, right. commit. Yeah, shit or get off the pot as the. As I know. The, the, I, agree. I agree. I think the the only way that's why they're able to get away with it with certain characters is because popularity. If it's, a, if it's a, no, it's not. It's not just popularity. If it's a Jedi or a Sith, they have the Force. So, like with Darth Maul, they explained it like you know his his rage for the dark side and like revenge. So, like, what about Boba Fett then? Well, again, Mandalorian or armor, he fell into the pit, but we didn't see him like obliterate or like you know. But get that's that's not Beskar armor though. So, Kuya, to your point, like that's why I'm withholding my opinion because we don't know like his story hasn't fleshed out enough yet. To where like I'm like, yeah, I'm glad they brought him back. It's just right. like right now. And that's what's crazy. Like, it's not only not Beskar armor, but the way they describe the, the way, like, when you fall into the Sarlacc pit in the Return of the Jedi, it makes it sound like it's the most agonizing. It, it yeah. makes hell look like Disneyland. Right, right. Like, right, right. like he and he survived that without Beskar armor. It's like from a from a from a regular layman like me, that's suspect. So that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, like the the, the argument that I heard with 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 Boba Fett sur- surviving the Sarlacc pit was because he had Beskar armor. Now and now that it's been proven that he doesn't have one, and that argument goes out the window. Not, so, not so, but then we know Boba Fett is a bounty hunter. When he fell into that Sarlacc pit, he had a bunch of weapons and you know other things with him. So yeah, he but that that's spot. really stretching the. Right, but then that's why we we'll have to wait and see. How, exactly, like, like let's Favreau wait and see and because that's really stretching it. Right, yeah. right. So I mean, even like, by if, Star Wars standards, that stretching. Uh, you know, as much as I would love to see Samuel L. Jackson, like Mace Windu again in the in any Star Wars uh, TV series or anything like that. I, like Mike knows, I'm I'm a big fan of Mace. Right. Um. The the way he sac- he got sacrificed or the way he died for me was very honorable because it took two of the strongest people in the star Wars universe to fucking beat them. Right. And, and it was, it, it was a betrayal of a friend of somebody that, that, like, that he, you know, he, he thought of respect. as a, as a, as a comrade, you know? Yeah. He had a lot I, of I don't know about that. No, no, he was like, well, he never, he, he was, never, he well, never trusted. He never liked them. He never trusted them. He said, but he was a comrade because he, he was a Jedi. Right, he was but a comrade, but I, I, watched, I never, I never said he was a friend. I never said he was a buddy. Take I a never seat, said, I never seen Skywalker, you motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> sit, sit your, <laughs> right, sit your punk ass down. <laughs> no, because like if if you watch the the Revenge of the Sith, you see that while he's fighting uh the Senate, and he beats the Senate. I put that in quotations because we don't really know, but yeah. He beats him. He's also kind of like fighting Anakin at the same time, where he's like constantly like, "Don't listen to him." He's, yeah, you know, stop. Yeah, he was, he, he like, was telling him, he was telling him to to like you know clear your mind, but just because of the of what what of what uh, Palpatine was trying to do, because right. he knew he knew he knew what yeah. what, what was what was going to happen. But right, then, right. like you the, know, the 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 relationship and the grooming that Palpatine did towards Anakin for oh, yeah. years. I was nice years. to you. He called you a cuck. That's basically, that's basically that's basically what you know. That's basically what uh, uh, no, dude, told uh, you know. Mace, Mace was, was a nice dick a couple times. Like I mean, right. he, he said he did the same thing to Anakin. He, he called the Soka a citizen. I know everyone doesn't let him live down. Yeah, 
no, this is uh Jedi affairs, citizen. Thank you. And then he like yeah. hangs up. Right. So. No, and- but, but that's that. That's the thing with Mace. Mace is all about business. Yeah, that it's always about Jedi affairs. It's always about whatever. Right. Right. You know, he he. So he he the only the only a- person the only person he quote unquote respected. Was was Yoda, but yeah. because Yoda is just above him slightly, in but a he, sense. He did get along. So, he did get along with Obi Wan. Yeah, because so. Obi Wan is a badass. <laughs> That's my boy. Well, Am so I right, was Mike? The chosen one. So was the chosen. Oh, one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but you dude, know, Obi Wan was the real. <laughs> but, OG, but he, he he was part of the council, but he's not a Jedi. You know, yeah, it's, it's not like a Jedi that, master though. Like you need you need to be called a master in order for you to get you know to be to be cool. And that's unfair. why he said, because... in his defense, though, in his defense, Anakin was always, it's not fair. I know. Well, and, and the, the council's never picking me. I hate sand. Well, that's I why. hate like, sand. Well, that, that's the thing. That's why like, everything, every, everything in Star Wars universe is sand. Because I hate sand. <laughs> well, if you remember, like, yeah, they wouldn't grant him the rank of master. Yeah. And then this was already. This was yeah, already he through. Now, if you, when you take the Clone Wars into account, everything that he's done for the Jedi, he's basically become the poster boy, you know, of like the Jedi Council, not just the Jedi Council, but like the Jedi uh, itself. Like he's the he, he's like basically one of the big heroes of the Clone Wars, and then they yeah. they treat him like shit, and then late, after that council meeting, Obi Wan tells Anakin, the council is asking you. To report on the chancellor's dealings, and then Anakin, right. you're asking me to spy. On you want me to spy? Yeah. Why? And then he's the, my buddy. Obi Wan's like, buddy. well, the, the council doesn't want this on record, and then he's like, you guys are not gonna grant me rank of master, but you want me to spy for you? Like, what the, right. what, what the fuck? And I, and I understand that, and I understand that, but at the same time. You're supposed to have this calm as a Jedi, and you're, if yeah. you're a Jedi Master, you, that's not supposed to. That's that shouldn't break a sweat to you. You should be like, yes, Master. I'm, I'm cold, I'm, sir. I'm going about my business. How because if you're, you? if you're a true blue master, uh, from what I from what I understand, once again, a layman, from what I understand, if you're a true blue Jedi Master, that ain't phasing you. You ain't gonna go, <laughs> Dad. He didn't pick me, so I want you to beat him up. Like that right? if you're Jedi Master, you're not gonna be a bitch like that. You're gonna be like, okay, I'm standing tall, but I'm gonna prove to you my value, and I'm gonna make sure the next time at this council meeting, you bitches ain't gonna pass me up because I'm gonna show you that I'm a Jedi yeah. Master. Acts, yeah. not deeds. Right. Like, earn, earn, earn that. But like, you know, because the thing the thing is he didn't earn the title. Right. That's what I'm saying. From a layman's perspective, that makes you look like a bitch because you're sitting there going. No, no, but th- that's what Anakin <laughs> said. After everything <laughs> I've done, <laughs> like that kid but... who got whooped by the switch, and he's, mama, mama, let me be in the Jedi Master Castle. Like, that's bitch made shit. You ain't no Jedi Master. You're a little boy. No, so that's why they paired him with Obi Wan. Because Obi Wan is like literally what the Jedi Order stands for. Like he's like the the golden but, child, you know what I mean? Out of everything that Obi Wan went through, he always stood his ground, was always there, yeah. and that's that was kind of like a nice, you know, uh, 
contrast. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Which is cool, but if you if you if you recall, there's very many times where Obi Wan got pissed off with his petulance as well. He was like, yep. "This kid's starting to piss me off." Yeah. Right. I love him. I love him. He's my apprentice, but his petulance is starting to piss me off. So even the Obi-Wan scenario, well, yeah, but the difference that's why it leads to Revenge of the Sith, where we had to have them battling each other at the very right. end. Because it, it it is literally the very end of the, okay, we're going to see if the petulant child can really become the master and defeat Obi-Wan. And we I saw how that we saw it, yeah, right, exactly. Right. And then we saw and it ended in a tantrum too. You oh, underestimate my power. You underestimate my power. I'm stronger than you. I'm He almost wanted to say, fuck you, you he wanted to if it wasn't if it wasn't But seriously, he ended with a temper tantrum, so He's not. He's not impressing me, and I'm a lame yeah. at this. So, so he I, he's like he's like he, like like the Black Knight from from Monty Python, dude. He's like, it's not only a fresh food, like fucking like oh, I, he everything's cut off. Far, I, I, I just took kick your ass. <laughs> so I do want to mention, um, and this is a great little tidbit, but more like really like which weighed I think weighed a lot. When they released the Mandalorian gallery episodes, which is basically, I think it's eight different episodes uh, based on season one, where they focus on different aspects of the show, whether it's like the storytelling, <laughs> the characters, um, the, the, the set, and then of course the technology. The, I forgot which episode it is, but there's one episode there with, of course, um, you've got different like parts of the cast and the crew. Dave Filoni is there with John Favreau, and he's mentioning um, with, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, Kui's favorite, Taika Waititi, a director of, and, uh, and a character. On hey! The, um, the best director in the MCU, guys. Right. So Dave Filoni mentions that in episode one, in the Duel of the Fates, uh, towards the last part where you're seeing like the, the three different battles. So you're seeing the Jedi uh, battle, Darth Maul, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon battling Darth Maul, you're seeing the space battle with Anakin, or actually there's four. You're seeing the space battle with Anakin and the Naboo pilots. You're seeing the Gungan battle with the battle droids. And you're seeing Padme infiltrating the throne room against uh, the Trade Federation. So in the Duel of the Fates with uh, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Darth Maul, that glorious lightsaber duel, um, yeah, yeah. Dave Filoni mentions there is so much at stake there in that uh, it's basically a battle for uh, Qui-Gon that Qui-Gon has to win because Qui-Gon is the one who found Anakin and he wants to train Anakin. And he told Obi-Wan earlier in the movie, he tells Obi-Wan early in the You're story, ready. Obi-Wan is ready to face the trials yep. to basically achieve knighthood, to be a Jedi yep. Knight. And in the beginning, when, when Qui-Gon meets uh, Anakin, and they need parts for the, the uh, Queen Amidala ship to repair, of course. Um, when when Qui-Gon sets Anakin free, Obi-Wan tells Qui-Gon, why do I sense you picked up another pathetic life form? And that's Anakin. And it shows like Obi-Wan doesn't really care about Anakin at first. Like he doesn't. And that's why when Qui-Gon fights uh, Darth Maul, 
it's really the future of uh, Anakin at stake because Qui-Gon is basically the one who was supposed to train Anakin. But of course, we don't get that. Darth Maul gets the best of Qui-Gon, kills him. And then Qui-Gon, his last dying words to Obi-Wan are, promise me you will train the boy. And the council even goes against that at first. At, but then uh, the they, end the they, ended, they ended up like... Uh, right. Uh, you would have just basically uh, like... Yeah. Zoom forces everyone to be like, I agree with you, the council does. Fine. Yeah, because Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan said I was going to do it anyway. I, I'm going to train and him. That, yeah. That's a promise. I, I gave Qui-Gon my words. Like, yeah. you know? And that trade dealer in the background's laughing it up at the end of the day going, you shouldn't have rigged the dice and took him from me. <laughs> you deserve to die. Watto. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Watto. So, Stupid Jedi. And, then, and that's why, like, when... But, of course, Dave Filoni does a way better explanation of it. Check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. Like, when, when that episode dropped, or when people got word of that, that trended. Duel of the Fates trended, and it yep. expanded more on what George Lucas was trying to do with episode one, with The Phantom Menace, as much as, I, you know, it got hate years ago. And it's, I think there's, more, there's a lot more appreciation now for the prequels, because now more people are seeing what George Lucas was really trying to do with, uh, with those stories, with those films. Now, of course, you can compare it with the sequel trilogy and all those things. But yeah, it's interesting. And then going back to uh, the chapter of The Mandalorian, Ahsoka tells Mando that she can't train him. He's formed an attachment to you. It makes him vulnerable to his fears. I've seen, and here's the line that got everyone like all in their fields because everyone is like, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. She, um, mm-hmm. she says, I've seen what it can do to a fully trained Jedi Knight to the best of us. And of course, she's yep. referencing Anakin Skywalker. She was talking about herself because she she loved and cared about Anakin. All they needed well, to do was um, it wasn't it wasn't about like when, when people think oh it's about Anakin no it was about herself. Ah, that's how you it. saw it, huh? Oh yeah, that's how I saw it. It was like, hey, you know, I saw the best of me. You know, I didn't see that. <laughs> But I know because I thought it was interesting that yeah. she didn't she didn't name drop him, but she name dropped Yoda when she right. said, "I've only seen one like this creature before, Master Yoda." Which so, go ahead. Sorry. Which people flip the hell out too because I mean, what about Yaddle? Alive. There's the meme now of Yaddle, like, "Oh, what about me?" Yeah, like, you forgot me. Yeah, don't okay. forget about me. She yeah. she's, in, she's in the one. kitchen. She got hers in. <laughs> She got hers in. Well, apparently Yoda, Yoda got his in because that's what well, she got hers in because hey, she got we, 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 don't, we don't know we don't know how these uh you know how these uh alien life forms uh exactly. procreate you know yeah that was gonna be my, like, might be Yaddle getting get, getting it in, in you know twenty twenty Yaddle's like where's my said, where's my where's my child support bitch like yeah I'm pretty yep. sure it's old fashioned plug in the child's kind of independent thing. woman in the background yeah. right. Maybe. Maybe then, the force is strong within her, you know what I mean? You know. Then yeah, she, uh, she so, kept saying too that like she never said that like, oh, I'm not a Jedi. Because you know, right. we know that she's not. So I think that might be another reason why she wouldn't train him. To me. That's what I got out of that. Right. Well, it's also interesting that she does mention to Mando it's better to let his abilities fade. Yeah over time and then of course we see we see the um the training the next day when she when she tests him with the force and then you know with a rock but like screw the rock give me 
Give me the give, <laughs> give me, me the shiny ball. Give me shiny. Like, give me my ball. Yeah. And it was like super fast too, right? Like as soon as I said, oh, you can have this one. <laughs> Got it. Thanks. Right. Which he was playing with at the beginning of the chapter. And of course, going back to season one, he's always uh, played with that thing. So, yeah. and then when, when she asked Mando to do that, Mando says, come on, kid. And then she's like, Grogu. Like, yeah. use his name. Like, connect with him. And then, when, and sure enough, when he does, like, he reacts to it, which totally makes makes sense. And it's it's basically like, yeah, you're talking to a child. You want to connect to a child? You don't just say, hey, kid. You call them by right. their name. And you direct them, you know, with, with an instruction so they will actually uh, reciprocate and listen. Um, she I'll also does mention... Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I felt like someone was cutting onions in that room when uh, Amanda was thinking he was going to have to give them up. I was like... <sighs> <laughs> Don't give him up yet. It's too soon. Right. <laughs> yeah. so, don't do it yet. Which you know? brings she, it to an interesting uh, concept now, because like we're gonna see what's gonna happen as far as like will he train with a Jedi or will he go with Mando? Because either way, I mean, mm-hmm. he could train as a Jedi or he could go with Mando. But then if he goes with Mando and he's still, I don't know how those could the abilities could just fade. Because when you see he, he reacts to anger and like fear, he's gonna use the force because right. he knows he yeah, has totally. it, you know. So and he's always like that's what she said. She he kept the abilities a secret to like be safe. But right. when he started getting around Mando's, when he started using them again, because he's attached to, right. to Mando. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like when 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 uh, Grogu like force choked the uh, Kara. Kara right? Dune, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. That's, that yeah. was like for me. I was it was hilarious, and I was like, well, yeah. I, I you like at, at first, season. yeah. At, at first thought, I was like, "Oh, he just like oh play play whatever." But like when 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 uh, uh, Ahsoka said uh, mentioned that about the they built the relationship, he's like, "Oh, hey, that's my dad. Why why are you hurting my dad?" <laughs> so yeah, no, because she that's what she said. You're yeah. like a father to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like uh, and yeah, it's kind of at the very end too when Mando like takes him back in the ship. Mm-hmm. And then her or Ahsoka and Grogu are like looking at each other and she kind of smiles. It's like, I'm so curious of like what Grogu might've said to her. I'll right. see you again. You know, like maybe like a thank you or something. I don't know. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And then also um, Ahsoka basically breaks down information and tells Mando about Morgan Elspeth, the magistrate um, and her history, like her, like she basically lost her village, I think, or her people. Mm-hmm. And then yep. she helped the Empire build their Starfleet. Um, and then, of course, we get... Um, and that's why um, Mando basically tells Ahsoka, like, they hired me to kill you. But then, you know, I didn't agree to any terms, even if he was offered that Beskar spear. Um, yeah. But, you know, and, they, and that's when they come to, like, an agreement. Of, like, if you help me, again, with Mando, like, if you help me, I help you. So it made, it made sense. Yeah, if I help you you know um take back the village will you train will you train him and ahsoka basically agrees to it and then they, they even said they'll never see it coming and a mandalorian and a jedi which was like yeah. that's awesome oh so, man <sighs> my heart started pounding <laughs> yeah and then of course you get you get the, the so we come back to the town again and then you hear that big bell like there because like ahsoka's like coming and sure enough, she force jumps onto the bell, attacks everyone, uses the force, and slices the, the bell in half. 
which is like great. And just the way she moves her cloak blowing in the wind was like, oh my God, this is just, this is <laughs> awesome. But her tendrils were too short, guys. Yeah, oh, that's so let's, let's talk about that for a second. Oh my because... God, it's too short. She's not the right one for no, me. I'm I'm Shut no, so, up. No, so like, it was great. For me, it was like a symbol of like how old she was. So when I saw her in live action, I was like, wait, something's off about how she looks. And then I literally said to my wife, I was like, I bet they're not long because they couldn't do the stunts. I bet they would get in right. the way. And then yeah. sure enough, Lucasfilm confirmed that. And I was like, you know what? It looks fine. Like it looks good still. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. She pulled it off great. Exactly. So like, I, I, like when I saw that, like when I was like, because uh, uh, Rosario Dawson was uh, trending. So I was like looking at the, the trends. People were saying that. People were saying that. Like, yeah. And they came up with Photoshop, Photoshop images of longer, like the longer head tails. It looks so much so, better so then this way. My question is: My question is: It was that the main issue, or was it the actress? It. They want. They wanted the the voice actress Ashley to play her. Like, yeah. So I did too. But after seeing the performance. I am pleasantly surprised, and I'm like all for Rosario continuing the character. Did did, did any any one of you guys uh, push pause when you saw Ahsoka, and and look look at Ahsoka real quick, and then you're like, hey, that's a that's a grown up Ahsoka. I like, and, and, like the way, like the way as soon as I saw her, and as soon as she spoke, I was like, I bought it's it. Ahsoka, right? It's yeah. totally Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah that's, I bought it. I- I could say, yeah, because I've seen a few episodes of the Clone Wars with her and looking at that and looking at how Rosario played her, and I will say, yeah. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not an expert, but I've seen a few episodes of those episodes. Even, even the Soka's temperament, you know, like, like yeah. in, the, in, in the later later part of the Rebels, right? Like exactly. Her, totally. She got the tone. Yeah, her temperament was like very, yeah, yeah. She got it all down. So like, <laughs> I have speaking. no complaints. And I'm just speaking as a layman, like I've said, like, there's no problem with it. You're not. This goes into this fanboy problem again. And we'll get into that in the the, the episode. This goes into a fanboy problem. It's a fanboy problem because it, even with me, like, I'm almost guilty of it to an extent with Dune, where I'll go, eh, I don't like the new kid who's playing Paul but you gotta get you gotta get over it you gotta see it first and then you can make your judgment and then after it's not gonna be it's not gonna be up to the book standard the the it's not gonna be up and especially not gonna be up to your head canon your fan fiction it's never gonna live up to your fan fiction because you're completely you're continually evolving it all the time so if you're putting that kind of pressure on these studios, then the studio should just give up because you're expecting too much of them. And I can't believe I'm defending studios, but on that, <laughs> point, right. on, that point, <laughs> on that point, you're going too far. On that point, you're going too far and you're expecting too much because you're just, you're looking for something to bitch about. Yeah, You're kind of like my grandma. No, you're just so, looking to bitch. No, no. So like the, the thing is I, I was comparing their decision to change actors to like um solo for example mm. when they did a solo movie you know i was really concerned because you know it's harrison ford man how do you like how do you find somebody to fit that 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 those shoes so 
you know, when I, and then I, I withheld my opinion because I wanted to see. And when I watched the movie, I was like, you know what? He got the mannerisms down. He got the tone down. He doesn't look like the character to me. So not yet. That's, right. That's well, that's where yeah. I got detached. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's the only place where I got detached. Like, like for, for and me, that, like, and you that's know, what, and that's for, for not, me. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead no, no. Then that's and just to end it. That's what I'm trying to say about the adaptation of you kind of got to detach it. You have to. Because it's the same way with comic book fans seeing these Marvel and DC films. It's not gonna. It's not gonna live up to the book. It's just not going to. You have yeah. to detach because if you if if you do that, you're gonna be miserable through everything that comes out. Everything. I would. I would. To- I totally agree with you. But in the case of Ahsoka, they got all their ducks in a row, to where like it's almost indistinguishable for me. Like, mm. is like she got like two lines in, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's older Ahsoka. Like I didn't. Yep. I didn't even feel like a like a weird feeling of like, oh, that's not really her. Like it, it's probably cause Dave was directing it because he was, he's so in tune with that character. He's probably directing Rosario really well. And Rosario is a really, really phenomenal actor. Well, didn't, didn't she say uh, she's a fan of rebels? His... I don't like, know. Wasn't she, was she a fan of like the clone wars with Ahsoka? I, I, she, I, I heard, I could have sworn I heard like in an interview that she said that she, she was, uh, she wasn't like a huge like you know diehard fan, but like she followed like, uh, like the Clone Wars with with the things because because of the fact that there's there's a there's a female character that's that's actually uh kind of important in that realm. You you know what I mean when when yeah. it's a patriarchal universe, and th- this one little girl who who grew up or who was hated at first, right? Because people thought she was annoying at first. Yeah. But then it, she grew up into some somebody that's well beloved and stuff. So well, I mean, that was, that was she, she had to have watched all her stuff because, I mean, when she gets the walk down, you know, like I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of like, uh, okay, damn, like good, good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's... when um some uh th- there was a fan that made the Photoshop of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, this was like a few years ago, when that yeah. dropped. That's when she tweeted, and she, if I'm not mistaken, she retweeted that image, basically saying that she is, she's all in, right? And ready to yeah. go. She loves yep. Ahsoka. Yeah. And so I remember that. Yeah. So that's what um, a lot of uh, a lot of the initial haters were like saying, oh, just because she retweeted that image, you know, then she got the role, but not giving her enough credit. Um, but the, I good, also, the good thing, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. No, I just want to. I just want to remind people that we don't get to this Ahsoka without the Ahsoka yep. of Ashley Eckstein yep. from the be- very beginning, from yep. 2008 all the way until uh, 2020 with the Clone Wars. So from Clone Wars to Rebels and back to Clone Wars, we don't get to this Ahsoka of Rosario Dawson without Ashley Eckstein. And yeah. Ashley Eckstein basically on social media. You know, gave her welcomed, blessings, right? Yeah, gave her blessings, and, and she yeah. welcomed Rosario Dawson to hashtag Team Tano. So yeah. you know, yeah. See, um, and that's and that's that's a beautiful thing, and that's why exactly you 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 toxic fanboys. Not that it's going to change your mind. You should look at that and go, "Hey, <laughs> your, your goddess, your you you your god has actually given the blessings. replacement 
blessing and carte blanche to go forward. So change your diapers and calm down. Here's the disturbing thing. Those hardcore fanboys. They don't care. Are you? No, no, hold on. They're going to be editing a lot of photos. Yep. And then they're going to put like a... Oh, yeah. You know what's going to happen. Rosario... Rosario Dawson, uh, wasn't she in um, Sin City? No, no, no. Well, yeah, but she was in Alexander, right? Oh, yeah. Colin Farrell's okay, Alexander. Okay, fine. That's fine. Let them do that. That's that. <laughs> that's what the retards do. No, and... I know. I know. The brain dead idiots who have no respect, that's what they do. And, I know. That's what I'm worried about. It's, it's well, gonna happen, but it's gonna so happen, you know. Yeah, it's horrible. So, but. just a clarification: it's not just the fanboys who are hating. There's a lot of well, not maybe not a lot, but I've seen it online. There are those fangirls who are like Ashley Eckstein is a <laughs> and they hated uh, already when uh, Rosario Dawson was like uh, basically confirmed on Variety, and yep. then up to now. But I'm just like, hey, you know what? Well. Uh, and, and and this this goes for the same fans who like who also like when Disney announced a sequel trilogy, so a lot some fans are uh, up to this day are still like oh Star Wars ended with Episode Six Return of the Jedi, and that's fine that's totally fine if that's what they want in their canon, you know. But again, the character will go on, you know. Uh, these yep. characters will go on. The story will go on, it, okay. whether you jump on board it. or you get off the train, you know. It's up to you. Um, so you can, you can, I'm, you, I'm gonna. I'm I'm gonna use this platform now and and tell you guys that I I don't want to be a toxic fanboy anymore. So Taika Waititi did a good job with Thor Ragnarok. I still don't you like the movie take because that stuff back. Stop! No. You hey, I I still I still I still don't like the movie. For ten episodes, we heard nothing but no, no. Hey, but I, I'm I'm just I'm gonna be I'm gonna start it right now because I like I wanna I want I want to change. That, there's, that, a that, there's a difference between having strong the, opinions and no, and, but but what what Pinhead said like you know hit hit me hit me in my heart like wow. just saying like you know co- comic you know the comic you know the comic things and all that stuff shouldn't shouldn't be whatever in the movies and I understand Have they they need the they need they, I know they needed a Hulk movie right so mm-hmm. they 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 used the Thor Ragnarok as the Hulk movie Ooh, um and, I'd like I'd like to say pause first until the next episode. Because when you, when you listen to that voice message, it will add more fuel yeah. to what you're saying. Yeah, and not only that, not only that, you're putting, oh, no. you're trying to, you when you do that, what you're doing, Kuya, you, you're, you're trying to put me into hypocrite mode, and I won't. Oh no! That. Yeah, yeah, you're. I'm, I'm not putting. I'm not putting because, you as a hypocrite. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like seriously. What, what what you said? What you said touched me. Like seriously, it did. No, it didn't. So. You're being an asshole. <laughs> no, I'm not being. I'm not. I'm not trolling you at all. I swear to God. I yeah, you God. are. Yeah, you are. No, I swear. Okay. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we'll see how that tune continues yeah. on to this next episode because I okay. I'm telling you, you're not gonna have that same tune. You're not gonna be beating that. You're not gonna be doing that. I'm telling you, I know this kid. Jedi okay. mind trick, mind tricks don't work on me. Only money. So, <laughs> only but it's okay. Money. Like again, you know, I, I, when 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 I heard about like Rosario Dawson becoming Ahsoka, I was like, okay, that that might be kind of a stretch. But then when I saw her in, in person, I was like, yeah, good. That that is Ahsoka. The way she talks, the way she walks, 
the way, the way she 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 slices she every you know in half. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Did great. So it, it was kind of cool. So, and I don't know her like you guys do. I really don't. I'm the layman to it. Mm-hmm. But what I saw out of Rosario Dawson and what I saw from the very small episodes of Clone Wars that I've seen, she has the mannerisms down as an older Ahsoka. Like, yep. it, it, she she's not doing a bad job. Like, we're not talking about Holly Berry Catwoman here. <laughs> you know, That's for damn certain. Like, stop. Oh. Just stop. Just look at it. Like I said, we're not going to get we're not going to get all the adaptation to what we want to a T. If we all got, if we, if that's the way it was, if these, if these people tried that, there nothing would be created because you'd want something and then Kuyu would want something and then I would want something and then Jester would want something and then this guy over here would want something and it'd be just a clusterfuck that would, nothing would get done. Right. So we right. got to appreciate what we have. And I appreciate what Rosario Dawson has done. I don't know anything about Ahsoka, but I do know about Rosario and I know she's a phenomenal actress and she's continuing to prove me right with this role because she's knocking it out of the park. There's not one thing in that episode where I saw her flaw or falter or anything. She was Rosario Dawson doing what Rosario Dawson does best, being a kick-ass actress and looking absolutely great doing it <laughs> right simple as that dude oh, can it, i just it, say that that scene uh of like the twilight of the apprentice where she opens the lightsabers into each other i was like oh my gosh thank right. you so much for that this? yeah yeah that was a oh great. man There's yeah very- it was awesome like for once the baby the child gorgoroth he got overshadowed for a while because <laughs> people were like yeah, uh, I, baby Yoda like I still like the kid. I still like the kid, but we gotta soak it. Get out of the way a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way. Yeah. So no, I do, we got we got we got grown folks shit to do. I do want to go back. Um, yeah. So when we get the double showdown of basically the cowboy and the samurai, which is like oh, what a, what a kind of cool mashup. Like that was really cool. Um, yeah, so she gets um she uses the right shoulder pad of Mando to show um, the magistrate, uh, what's her name? Morgan Elsbeth, like she, that she killed the Mandalorian. Now tell me the information that I, that I need, you know? And then of course, Morgan Elsbeth doesn't, you know, she's like, kill more people or like, you know. Um, kill the prisoners. Yeah. And That's then- Mando comes in and rescues them. Right. And again, it's great to see Ahsoka with those double bladed, the, the double uh, white sabers because she's like blocking and like everything. And then as she like jumps to like one of the rooftops and they chase her down with the droids and the, the there's some other guys there too, right? With the masks, like the troops. Yeah, so yeah. that's the other thing I was going to say too, is that I like the minimal use of the force. Like, right. she did the force pull on the on those dudes' uh, blasters one time and then the other time she was using the force was to jump. Like, that was it. Right. And then at the okay. beginning of the chapter when she's behind the tree, she does this. Yeah, she, and like, right. she closes her eyes and she yeah. motions yeah. and that. That, and that was my like, favorite part. It's just yeah. like, like, oh I was my like, god, oh. this is like samurai awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was like that scene too that stuck out, like you were saying, the samurai and the cowboy was like Mando's up close and then you see Ahsoka off on the ledge 
standing with the wind blowing you know and like oh my gosh i was like how is yes like that's an amazing shot like holy crap and then back to the beginning of the chapter i forgot to mention after she attacks those troops and the droids at the beginning she goes right by the gate of the the 24 hours and she yeah she tells she tells morgan elspeth like um you have 24 hours you know and she has her like her lightsaber is like ignited and then when she turns it off she just disappears and like the fog i'm like oh my god it's just, <laughs> it's just get, it, yeah go ahead before we get close to the end kuya i think it was you in the private chat didn't you mention the magistrate has a connection to bruce lee oh yeah um if i'm not mistaken diana lee Inosanto, one of the leading uh stunt women in hollywood right now she is the goddaughter of bruce lee and the the daughter of dan Inosanto, which is uh one of the premier martial artists in the country, if not the world, if not the history of, of the thing, the U.S., Philippines, uh, you name it. He's probably a foremost expert. Um, he taught uh, Bruce Lee Philippine martial arts. He basically was Bruce Lee's best friend, and he kind of sort of helped Bruce Lee uh, narrow down what Jeet Kune Do is. Jeet Kune Do is the, the way of the intercepting fist for uh for for bruce lee it's 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 his concept of uh combining um things that work in martial arts into one uh system basically bruce lee is the very first uh we want to say mixed martial artist in a sense because the first mma artist if you want to say that, that that's, you know, that's, you know, a lot of historians would, would be like, you know, would disagree and all that stuff, but like he was the yeah, one that, but that's a know. debate for another time. Yeah. But, um, Diana Lee is a, a badass in a sense. Like she, she knows her stuff. The fight scenes is probably choreographed by her, if not by, by Jeffy Mata, which is, uh, another, of Bruce Lee's friends and students. Um, I'm sure those 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 are the the people that are showing the fight scenes um my comment uh on the on the chat also was i'm glad that they corrected um ahsoka's uh, stance uh in regards to holding the 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 the, the two sabers um i had issues when when i was watching clone wars as well as uh as well as uh you know rebels and all that stuff like the way she was holding uh, she was holding the right uh lightsaber per- perfectly fine but uh she uses a reverse grip which is like the the saber is on like behind for for the the left hand and tactically and defensively it doesn't make any sense because you can't you can't really attack strongly with your left hand that way so in the live action they kind of sort of corrected it but they gave an homage to to hit to her reverse grip well it's at, at the, so at her, the end you're correct because yeah. her fighting style in the Clone Wars is one forward, one back. Yeah. And then when she gets into Rebels and she gets the two um, lightsabers, she yeah. fights like she fights in in the the episode we saw. Oh, did, did, did she did she change? Did she, she does change, change. Yeah. When she get when she's older, she changes her okay. her fighting style. So when she lost her saber in chapter no, this 13 yeah. yeah she like she basically she, what she was she, doing was changing fighting styles to a yeah she, she reverted back to that, that yeah. like it's a good homage yeah. i was like when i saw that i was like oh okay yep that, that would make sense in that in, in that particular because it was more close uh 
close quarters. Like they're they're a lot yeah, closer CQC. now. So yeah. Um again phenomenally shot by Dave Filoni. That was that was a masterful stroke of of, of cinematography and action scenes and stuff. Um yeah. I wanna go back to Diana Lee Inosanto. Yeah. She was also one of Bruce Lee's students. At the near the end, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then she um so she posted on her Instagram uh, with a caption, I'm extremely grateful and deeply humbled at this moment. It's overwhelming. I'm so honored to have worked with this amazing cast and crew as a lifelong Star Wars fangirl. I've cried me an ocean of joy, maybe even the size of the planet Camino, and to have my childhood dream fulfilled. I'm feeling the true essence of gratitude. Mabuhai. May the force be with you. And then she also added, P.S. This debut day of November 27 holds special significance as it is also my godfather's 80th birthday, the late Bruce Lee, a man that shaped the future of me and my family. So that's right. I was born the day after Bruce Lee. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was, I thought that was awesome. Nice. So, but yeah, that was, and when I did see her, as soon as I saw her, I was like, he looks so familiar. familiar about her. Huh? <laughs> Yep. Like, yeah, she looks so familiar. Looks like so when familiar. I saw her, I was like, "Wow, she's she's normally the stunt person. What what is she doing?" And then and, like when, when she's yeah, go ahead. She's actually like making doing scenes, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's awesome." Right. And then to her credits, she previously worked as a fight and stunt choreographer on films, including mm -hmm. Alita, Battle Angel, mm -hmm. and yep. Spy, as well as the TV series Lucifer and Shadowhunters. So she studied many different styles of martial arts, including Jeet Kune Do, the martial art from uh, the Bruce that Bruce Lee founded. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And again, like when they when she has that um, that duel with Ahsoka, with that spear, it's just like it's awesome. And then of course, at that part in the duel when Ahsoka loses one saber to the koi pond, it's like oh here we go. And then Ahsoka has this stance where she's like she's holding the other saber back. And yeah, like, backwards. Watch, watch the magic, and sure enough, like it's it is, and like you met you mentioned, uh, it's really well shot. The fight scenes where you're not getting too much movement from the camera, you're able okay. to you're able to just take in the action and actually understand what's going on, without okay. like flashy like you know camera moves, whatsoever. Yeah, and uh, like and the the cowboy scene with the, the you know with. You know, Mendo and then the the guy or Michael Bean was like, the standoff. I love it. And he, he was trying to he was trying to be like a little slick. You know, like oh, right. whatever. I, I just like the conversation. Yes, you, like, you know, deep well, down he was gonna get shot anyways. It didn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I was always waiting for Mando to shoot him. I was like, oh, okay. Well, he oh, did. Yeah. He did like take his hand away from the blaster a little bit once he dropped the. Uh, yeah, once he, I, dropped the, the machine like he was gonna shoot him. Oh well, I mean. It was, was going to shoot. Out. He was going to shoot him. It it was great because I love the whole like, oh, who do you think is going to win, your side or my side? <laughs> like, right. well, I guess it was side your side. Or, I loved all that dialogue because you know Mando's just so quiet. Most you know, it just reminds me of um the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, yeah. just the whole standoff like that. I love it. And I love that he tells he can tell who wins by the sound. By the way, the sound editing in the chapter is well done. Because when you hear Ahsoka's lightsabers, it sounds different. It's not like a regular lightsaber. And then when yeah. you hear the Beskar spear, so yeah, when they fight, when Ahsoka, uh, when when the Beskar spear dropped, when, like he's like, oh, yeah. 
I guess your side won. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And it's it's great. I thought it was a great thing. Like they're using that the the sound of like things to like tell, and he could like tell like, oh, your side won. So and then of course after that we don't see what happens in the magistrate. Ahsoka just pretty much holds a lightsaber uh, to, uh, close to her and like tell like tells her where is you know Grand Admiral Thrawn, and then we never get the answer, of course. So stay tuned until the next you know right. next chapter. Um, same bat time, same bat channel. Exactly. So maybe we, uh, season, season maybe season ending uh, uh, cliffhanger maybe perhaps yep, maybe. perhaps. But like I said, uh, I was trying to mention earlier. This uh, chapter is basically Dave Filoni showing Disney executives and, of course, the fans, like, I can do an Ahsoka spinoff series. Here's, okay. here's the taste. I'm all here's for it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, this 46-minute uh, episode, like, I'm all for it. Like, I'm, like if, if there's an Ahsoka series, right? yeah, call, call me in. I'm like, and in a, like, we now have a Mandalorian series where it's basically – you know, space cowboy, single dad, you know, adventures, every chapter, yep. we can get, I mean, part of the essential bloodline of Star Wars is the force and, you know, Jedi. So I don't see why we couldn't get that Ahsoka spinoff series, especially with how well received this chapter was and how multiple things about it just like trended and like, you know, got everyone. There's going to be, there's going to be so many Ahsoka, um, uh... Uh, girls in Disneyland when once it opens, man. Oh already every, there already are. No, every uh, everybody's gonna be the, grabbing like the dual lightsabers and shit. Well, they, they're already selling it. They've been selling. Yeah, it. it's they're been selling already it. buying them, dude. Right. That's when awesome. I went to Disney, when I went to Disneyland, or you know, uh, sort of Disneyland outside the gate. Yeah, outside the gate. I mean, <laughs> there there was a guy buying her sabers right there next to me. So you know, yeah. they're already a hot ticket. Yep. Nice. So, and then, yeah. He's probably the guy that hated uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka then. Probably. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I was skeptical. So, to I'm surprised. I'm, I'm very pleased, you know, but yeah. even though I was skeptical. It's so. nice when you're wrong sometimes. Like, oh, I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine being wrong. Like, yeah. I've clearly been wrong this entire uh, time we've been talking about the Mandalorian, but. <laughs> well, this uh, season was like the worst season. <laughs> <laughs> this this season wasn't your season, man. <laughs> hey, hey, but I'm I'm one happy guy for being wrong right now. So yeah. yeah. So we do see the um I guess one of the villagers who is originally like the the magistrate, the the nice the nice guy. Like he um he gets reinstalled and then um Ahsoka offers Mando the best car spear, but Mando's like, no, I didn't earn it. You know, I can't take it. But she's like, well, I still think this belongs to a mandalorian and like who mentioned totally. that it would come into play later on yeah jester so who knows you Dark could Spear. be right about that one thing Dark Saber. you never know i might be right sometime <laughs> right but then yeah and that's the thing like uh that's the thing i'm thinking about uh we're building up to something here with with um what's his name ben, or moff uh gideon moff, moff gideon yeah so we're going to see that showdown. And then, of course, as Mando uh, basically gets Baby Yoda. Yeah, this whole time, for the first time, oh, my God, you left Baby Yoda. You left Grogu on the ship with nobody, <laughs> like, watching him. Make sure he you turn down the windows. 
You know, and we were like, yeah, who cares? He was taking a nap. It was cute. Damn right. it. Well, I'm I'm always curious when Mando leaves his ship. Is there like uh, an alarm system, security, like safeguard surveillance? Like if someone steps foot and it's not him, like the guns pop out and like be like, stop where you're like an Ed 209, like, you know, like waiting, like ready to blast someone. Please put down your weapon. You have 30 seconds to comply. Be loyal to the Robocop too. Most likely, um, it's probably just a. Probably an unsecured walk right in as as you can see the the door was already down. Or so. yeah, or the the Jawas. I mean, when the Jawas like raided it in season one. Oh yeah, you know. But yeah, so Mando wakes up the kid, tries to wake him up, and then we get the brief shot that moment of like, oh my god, is Disney gonna let go of their billion dollar marketing no, little muppets? <laughs> like no way. <laughs> and then of course. Um, Ahsoka reaffirms to Mando, like, I can't take him. You're basically like a father to him. Um, but you can take him to this like particular uh, temple. Oh, here we go. So yeah, you like, can take him to this temple, and then, Mike, you show me that And then he can meme. choose. No, but <laughs> you show planet. me that meme. It's like, it's probably going to be like two episodes before he gets to that planet, because his Suzuki 1995 is going to break <laughs> down again, and we're going to have right. some kind of like side story. Like, dude. Right. So she says, um, go to planet Tython. And then up there, you there. There's an ancient temple, and then place him on the seeing stones on top of the mountain. Then Grogu may choose his path, and a Jedi may a Jedi may sense uh, may sense his connection to the Force and may come for him to train him. Now, Ooh, wait, 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 wait. Before we get there, yeah, Tython's kind of important. Do you know why? Um, I hold on. I, I know I read about it. I didn't get to Is, save it. It's basically like the Jedi homeworld. Right, right. Um, it's basically like Korriban, like the Sith has Korriban, like the Jedi has Tython, basically. It's a Legends planet. Right. But now remember it's what... official. It's yeah, now... now. Oh my God, it's canon. Yeah, yeah so, um, <laughs> but no, I just wanted to point that out because I thought that was really interesting that they're bringing that planet in as like a, uh, into the story now, into canon, basically. Right, right. So, because that that planet, according to the legends, is like a really uh, high factor as far as like the force is really um, sensitive there. So, like it's kind of like Dagobah, you know, where it's like extremely uh, strong in the force. So, you mean that he's gonna fly over there, and then Moff Gideon is gonna use the tracking system co- to come over and get the child. And hey, then Grogu Gro- 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 feels threatened, and then all of a sudden destroys Moff Gideon's ship. Just like <laughs> when, when Moff Gideon, when the doors open or the cave, the, the temple doors open, there's a long dinner table there, and Moff Gideon <laughs> is standing there. And, Boba and then Boba Fett, right? right beside, like this. Boba Fett is right beside Fett, him, like, like this. and he's like, Boba, Boba Fett's like, I caught him. Where's I caught him. One, yeah. Me, me, Boba Fett caught him. Me. <laughs> Me, Boba Fett. Me. That would be, him. Honestly, that'd be kind of funny. You just see Boba Fett Jeez. with the long dinner table. <laughs> like, dude, that cracks me up. Like, right, sit down and have dinner with us. Um, oh, my gosh. So I, I, th- I honestly mention... thought we were going to see him this episode. I really thought we were going to see him come in this one, but I guess not. That's not odd. In a chapter called The Jedi. <laughs> Wait, who's well, a... I mean, I thought we were yeah. going to see the Jedi kick some ass, you know? Like, oh, well, we did. We did. We did. But, like, I thought, like, you know, Moff Gideon. So I don't know. Right, right. Who's what? Who's directing the next episode? Do you guys know? I'm not sure. But I can look it up for you. Before we jump into the next chapter, let's not forget 
who that Jedi could be. Ooh, because there's three. There's a well, there's three, but I did see a I did see a, a page a, a post on a website naming all these other Jedi from these other video games. And now, granted, yes, it's all one big universe. Right. But let's take into account Disney's Disney's canon is first and foremost the the movies, Clone Wars, and Rebels. The and video the comic games, books. The video games and the comic books. Yes, there's a new canon, but let's face it. The biggest, most recognizable Jedi. Who's the one recognizable Jedi that is just fresh? Darth Vader, Ezra Bridger, sporting <laughs> Jar Jar Binks, Emperor Jar Jar Binks, Luke Skywalker. All the and way. That's why Luke Skywalker is my number one draft pick for the 2020 like <laughs> Mandalorian <laughs> series. Because I mean, well, it's um, so it was already. Uh, going around last year that uh, they were saying like, oh, Luke Skywalker will show up in The Mandalorian. And then when you, if you take into account, yeah, we'll look into, um, was it the Star Wars Battlefront 2 game? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. No, um, yeah, where we got uh, a mission with Luke looking for artifacts. <laughs> right. From uh, the Emperor's like, you know, uh, hidden like whatever, like uh, junk mm. stash. And we see one of those, like the, is it the compass that we see in Last Jedi, which I watched on my birthday for whatever reason. I had like the, because I wanted to see. And by the way, Kuya, he does have mm. his green saber in that flashback when he tries to. I know. To, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm talking about Return of the Jedi, not 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 uh, the Last Jedi. Like, remember when uh, when he when he beat Darth Vader? Right, right. And then, and then, and then uh, the Emperor said, uh, go ahead, kill him. And he's like, no. And then he just threw it away. Right. So fast forward years later, when he's training, so he Halo, he, 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 he basically that picked saber. that up. Yeah. So he yeah, picked. He, he basically yeah. use the force. I mean, we've seen him use the force and get the saber right away. I mean, it takes okay takes a few seconds. That, that that's all I wanted to know. Like right. I, again, like I'm not I'm not trying to be you know, you know right. be beat be a dead horse about that. Like you know, oh, if, no, 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 not at all. Like but, you know, I mean, me, 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 me personally, if I was a Jedi, I'd you know be prepared. I have like a backup saber. Well, or, uh, that's not. Or or I, or I can build my own because I, it, it takes you know it takes a long time according to certain certain people how to watch build the video. The right watch yeah. the video and it explains Luke was even afraid of igniting his saber at first. He asked R two to like go back into like Ben's, uh, Ben Kenobi's hut because he was afraid that if he made a miscalculation if he switched it on it would have blown him up and he would have died. But he figured like. If R two was R two could like relay the message like oh Luke Skywalker died because he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't properly build a lightsaber but yeah it's really it's really uh, fascinating that whole part but anyway going back to why I think Luke is going to be the one um, well I mean he's the most recognizable Jedi in that era anyway I mean why wouldn't you um, the legend of Luke Skywalker no it, it makes right. sense because uh, you know the the Disney canon now he's at this time, I think he's starting the new Jedi Order. So, so it makes sense that he's after? looking for him. Yeah, yeah, so yeah he's beginning. Like he's uh, trying to look for people for foundings or like. So it uh, makes sense that he'd be right? he'd have his ears open for that. You know right. what I mean? Right. So and and that's why, like you know, and what better and like yeah, um, a lot of people have mentioned like, oh, Mark Hamill's done, but. Yeah, I, I think that. if John Favreau and Dave Filoni basically explain to Mark Hamill, like, it is what we're planning. 
and they, you could easily they could easily uh, hopefully if they do a de-aged younger Luke Skywalker because it's only five years after Return of the Jedi, it will look way better than the Princess Leia that we got at the end of. No, if, if he if he if he seriously shaved his beard, he would look exactly the same with just a little, little wrinkles. All you need is like right, right. like ma- make up that shit up, you know, and it'll be fine. Right. Like seriously, like like the the way the way Luke. I don't know if you guys seen him like lately. If if you just shave his beard, like he looks this fucking the same. It's so, it's so uncanny that like how young he looks right now. Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he yeah. could do it. Uh, he could do it, but I mean, they might recast him. Yeah, they're saying recast. They're saying it's Sebastian Stan because another Photoshop blew up like a few years right. ago. And, and then Mark Hamill re- retweeted that. Yeah, yeah that's my did. son. Like but then, like this, yeah. like that's the thing. Um, I don't see, unless you're going to do a series with Luke Skywalker as the like main character, I don't see them recasting for what? A, a, a 10 second scene, 30 second scene, a few minutes, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, they did it with Solo. I could see them doing it with Luke. But that's why, so. like, and that's what I'm saying. They, they would recast if they're going to focus a series on him. Mm. But for, for like a few minute shot for one scene, I mean, yeah, maybe. you know, I would go with the aging. And then what better way to send off Mark Hamill? And every, every Star Wars fan loves the Mandalorian. Uh, well, yeah. I, I, get, I guess now, except for those who are hating on Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka. But uh, no, no, they still, no, they, still, they still love the Mandalorian. They just right. hate Rosario Dawson. Right. But what better way to, to have Disney um, basically tell the fans like, oh, we love you guys. Here's Mark Hamill as the Luke Skywalker that you remember that before pre Last Jedi didn't ruin yeah. your rape your dreams of like Luke Skywalker or whatever. So, so I he's... think I think he's ninety percent uh, gonna be coming in. Like I, I'm ninety percent sure. And like with that said, my 2020 draft pick is Ezra Bridger. Okay. <laughs> be- only like <clears throat> because you know Ahsoka mentioned Th- uh, Thrawn, and right. then you know Thrawn and Ezra tie. And then uh, we have all that like that like hype that the actor, uh, gosh, what's his name? He was like well, hyping that, up everybody. That wasn't well. That wasn't confirmed. I mean, no, it's not confirmed. But like, yeah. why would you say crap like that? You know what I mean? If I don't know, so right. that's kind of like my my point is like, why would you tweet stuff like that if you're not gonna maybe play the character? Right. You right. Know? That's true. So, Pinhead, who who's, who do you think the the Jedi is gonna be? Jar Jar Binks, for sure. I'm going with Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks got passed off Gorgoroth, and he's <laughs> definitely the one. Who's who is the, this? Why, why, the one that's going to push this show forward. Watch, watch Grogu have, have a Gungan accent. Oh, my God. The, we, with hey, the reverse. Be out of left field. We, with, with, the, with the reverse. With the reverse Yoda speak. Never know. You never know. <laughs> and then the, the right. only other one you that I can think of You guys will be shitting was... your pants if I'm right. You'll be shitting your pants if I'm right. Oh, well, that's that, that, that fan theory right. about you uh, can Jar all Jar come being back to saying Pinhead was right. That would crack me up if he came he's in. He's the use the force. He's <laughs> my only the other use. pick, my only other side pick, would be Alex Jones because you know he have to come in there being like, "All the Jedi's are corrupt in the minds are turning the frogs gay." <laughs> oh man! So your other yeah. pick would be. Who? Oh, I like this is like really out in left field, but like Cal Kestis from the Fallen Order game. But it's I don't know. I heard that one thrown around and only because he's looking for younglings. At the, but that's way before the end of the Empire. 
So, so um, because you guys mentioned the, uh, you know, him earlier, I'm throwing Mace Windu in. Hey, why not? Why, why not? not right? Right? Why not? Why yeah. not? Why not? Have have Mace Windu with the stubby arms. Hey, <laughs> I sent some force in you. Well, just one arm, citizen. No, both arms. Yeah. No. No, he had, he lost one. One. I thought it was both. No, nope. it was no, both one. arms. What's one? Come really? On. He's only yeah. got one stubby. Oh, and then he's gonna be scarred because of the, the, have the a cybernetic. Uh, power. So I have seen, yeah, I've seen Cal Kestis thrown around. Um, there's also his, uh, like, his friend or like, not his master, right? Is it Sarah? Like, yeah. But, but then I mean, that's the that's the thing to me. That's like, yeah, those are cool. But again, who's the biggest he, name out of all of them? Exactly. Right? That's why I'm saying you're, you know, you're like, probably correct. And like, why wouldn't sure. why wouldn't Disney go that way? Like, it just totally. From, for me, or it's like do it. it could be Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader, really? Or it could be just a curveball. And she's screwing with everybody in Ahsoka. <laughs> uh, Ooh, it just true. comes back. It was like, I just like, <laughs> I was just screwing with so you. Mando would be oh, like, okay, or it what? could be the fact that Grogu just says, "Nah, I don't want to do it." I want to hang out with Daddy, yeah. Daddy Mando. Hop a Mando. Or Daddy. Or here we go. It could be Yoda in Jedi spirit form. Hey, there you go. It looks real now, and and she'd be like, "I'm sorry, kid. I should have been there." I am not your father. <laughs> father, I am not. I'm not. I'm not your daddy. Sorry, right? I couldn't. Your father, I am not. Mori Povich comes around the corner. <laughs> Grogu, he is. Not your father. And then, oh! yeah. and then what's her name comes in, starts Yaddle. dancing. And, oh, Yaddle comes in. Yaddle's like, I told you, I told you. <laughs> that would be hilarious. One, it was one of the stormtroopers. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, but then again, now that you mention it, if we're gonna see that, and if a, if if a Jedi will really, I mean. It's gonna take some time. It's not gonna happen like right away. You never know. There, there might be a Jedi in, in in that planet already. Just waiting behind the behind the curtain. Be like, hey. it, could be, <laughs> it could be Obi Wan and be like, hmm, interesting. After all these years, like as a ghost, be like, oh, hey, I've been yeah. waiting. But see, now I'm thinking, if it does happen instantaneously, I mean, that would be cool to like see that that Jedi that responds to like. The emergency beacon, the, the force beacon, like, and he's like, he gets there. The Jedi gets there, and like, starts and then talking. like, you see, you see, like, all the force ghosts, right? Not, 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 not like in the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, you mean like, to you see everybody, see them, and not just hear them, and like, ever, yeah. everyone guess, like, who, who's not familiar with those voices? Like, who are those? Characters? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for us layman's, you cucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Overall, like. A top-notch chapter directed by my man, the one and only Dave Filoni. So, also written by yours truly. Yes, exactly. And again, this is a a, a true testament to George Lucas having the foresight by you to, to choose the right person and train the right person, basically. So you know he made the right choice, and he, you know, that's the great thing about Dave Filoni. He 
he just listened as he would sketch in his like sketchbook and draw like he's listening to George Lucas about you know explaining everything about the force and the Jedi and the Sith and all these things about Star Wars and then you know it's just hey so is mini chlorians like back in back in style now oh m count it's the m count baby nice i mean oh, why did you, did you catch dave's uh, drawings at the end too of ahsoka those are his that's his art yes yeah those are nice yeah like yeah. he's such a good artist man oh yeah i have a few i have a few i, I know ones. i'm super jealous <laughs> on on blu-rays and dvds and posters oh, i'm so jealous dude. <laughs> oh and he recognized you right mike well, yeah, at the um, Star Wars Celebration. Oh, man. He was like, filmmaker Mike. And it was like, oh! oh. <laughs> Did oh, you see my boner? I know Wait, I guess... My boner! <laughs> I have been chosen! <laughs> It'd be funny yeah. as hell. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's amazing, really. I mean, the, the guy is just... He's great. And he's like one of those guys, like when you, when you meet him, you can have like a conversation and you just wish like you could have that you could like take the longest time and just like spend like hours on end talking to him about star wars or animation or you know avatar the last airbender you name it like he loves you know obviously he loves wolves and um hockey i um what's uh i think he's from pittsburgh uh, penguins pittsburgh yeah there you go yeah he's a pittsburgh so, fan big time yep so that's where he's yeah, it's, it's, i think it's hockey and the pirates are like his big teams right yeah the base, baseball yeah baseball and uh, hockey yeah yeah. Oh man, he's a Pirates fan. They're garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. where he's from. So he, well, he's well, from he's, Pittsburgh. So he's mainly a hockey fan, though. Well, like, that's what yeah. you disown. <laughs> uh, Star uh, Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is in great hands, not just oh, with yeah. Emily, but with John Favreau, and then not just—I mean, all the directors of these chapters have seriously, like, basically, like, you know, are batting home runs. You know. Even with that filler episode. Oh, um, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, it's it's part of the journey. I think it's, it's all part of the journey. And when you look at the bigger story, you know, yeah, you have these like sub stories and you have, but then it's overall, you can look at this as a one complete story. And it's the same exact storytelling that George Lucas used with the Star Wars movies, with the original trilogy. It's an episode in this larger part of this saga. So I, I will say, I don't know if we're going to get any more, you know, fillers with the next three episodes because oh, this yeah. was the best filler ever, man. No, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying that, like, because the, the, the main seen... story is Boba Fett, right? In, in the second season, no, 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 Bo- no Boba I'm saying, Fett. if you shut up for a minute, I'll finish. My no, <laughs> I'm saying that we haven't seen, uh, like the trailer that we originally saw, we haven't seen any of the next three episodes, including the one we just saw. So I'm really curious if like those next three chapters are really story driven because we oh, didn't see know. any footage from the trailer. So you you never know. See. Yep. What a what an awesome episode though. Rosario did great. Yep. Dave did great. Um Taika Waititi did great. It looked amazing. You know, it, actually part. what's funny about him is he actually got a he got a little butt hurt uh, last year when season one dropped and everyone was calling the child baby Yoda. Mm. He was like, guys, um, he has a name. that's not baby Yoda. And like, he was the only one that was kind of like out. What's his saying, name then? Right. 
Well, no, well, he no, was the only no one, one that was gives a shit what he has to think, so who cares? Well, he was the only one that was like, you know, he was kind of annoyed by it, but like even Dave well, just thought it was funny. It. You know, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so. Who cares what he has so, to think? Here's uh, something that could lead to the next two. We got two more, right? Three. Three, Three more. more. Three more chapters. A trilogy, perhaps, of these. Oh, oh boy. because we've seen it a lot in the Clone Wars and Rebels. So part anyway. one, part two, part three. Oh, oh shit! Oh my god! So, um, so we have Simon Cass, who played Axe Wolves, the male Mandalorian uh, mm-hmm. warrior, with um, with uh, goodness gracious, with um, Katie Sackhoff's uh, Bo-Katan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he congratulated Rosario Dawson. He got a picture with her. And there's a bunch of text. So in the bunch of text, it says, uh, so glad to work with you again now in Mandalorian. The first time was unforgettable. And this time is out of this universe. Holy shit. So it seems like what I said a few episodes ago, we're going to see the Mandalorians and the Jedi work together. Because, oh, my God. (laughs) Filmmaker Mike just mentioned that, right? They probably uh, did a movie together. Well, no, no, there he like because with season one, if this is any uh, similarities to season one, is like season one had its had its ride, but then at the at the last episode, everybody came together for one powwow. Right. So, yeah, um, pretty much confirms that they've worked together, and uh, the first time was unforgettable. This time, it's out of this universe. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um we're probably gonna see <laughs> we're gonna see because I mean Bokatad mentions it and she's the offer still stands. So you know, yep. we may not see Mandalore here, but we may see another siege, the liberation of Mandalore in like the third season. Uh so who knows? Uh so yeah, we've got three more chapters to go. So a lot can still happen in those three chapters. Yep. And then, uh, of course, a lot of memes from the uh, the this chapter. Lots of again, great shots, great cinematography. Um, it's just my God, it's just top notch, and it's it's got to be like my favorite of the Mandalorian so far. Uh, so, any or, other parting thoughts? I'm good. I've said my piece. So it's up to you, two girls down. Pinhead, Kuya, any other last thoughts? Good. I'm good. This was a this was a good show, uh, a good episode. I'm sure uh, Jester really blew a load in his pants. I know Mike did. I mean, eyeballs. It went up to his eyeballs. But it, this was a great episode. It was a great episode. And that's all I gotta say. Yeah. Like this, this was a like a really like probably the best filler ever, you know. And like, like seriously, I was like, I was like sending messages to Mike, and I was like spoiling it for him because I was like, I had like by a couple of minutes, right? Yeah. I think I was ahead by a couple of minutes. I'm like, oh my god, Grogu's his name, and, so, I, and then Mike was like, Mike, Mike was like, stop, stop Ooh, it. Not really stop, <laughs> but I was like, who's Grogu? And then I just put my phone away while I was watching it. it was like, bings and bings. <laughs> like, oh boy! I do uh, it was, so no, it, it was fun. It was it was fun to watch again. Just just to see, you know, like how Dave Filoni like tells a story is is amazing. Maybe 
maybe the next trilogy, maybe the next time they do a Star Wars movie, maybe he should be writing and directing it. I don't know, just a little. Oh yeah. Just a little suggestion for for the universe, you know. Like I'm not I'm not trying to say that it should be the that should be the case, right? But you know, maybe he should have a hand on it in a sense. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of time. So, yeah. I'm, sure. I'm again. If, if there's a if they if people tell me that uh, you know, there's gonna be a Sokotano uh, series coming out, I'm gonna watch it. It it you know it's it's kind of nice. So. It's it's kind of nice to see a Jedi work that way in that sense. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward buddy. to the next the next three episodes, man. And again, this is this is gonna be good. I can't wait to see uh, or to to see Moff Gideon again. That that guy is fucking amazing. Yeah, oh me God. too, man. Uh, John Carlos also said that we'll definitely be seeing more of him next season. Oh, dude, I I he is fantastic. He's like so good. Uh, yeah, can't wait for more. I want more. Right, yeah. yeah. I do want to mention, um, I did set an alarm to wake up like 10 minutes before the episode dropped, the chapter dropped. I watched it. Uh, it kept me, uh, I was up to like three in the morning. Like I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking about it. I was writing notes about it. I got my lightsaber and I was like, like <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> we, 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 saw, we saw your Instagram, Mike. We saw your Instagram. Yeah, you yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, put, I put my hoodie on and I put my hood on. I was like, I, I just need like a one of those like big blowing fans to like blow in the wind <laughs> reenacting scenes. <laughs> it would have been funny if your son walked in and was like, Dad, what the, what the hell are you doing, Dad? Yeah. Go to bed, son. I'm busy. <laughs> this is what adults do she's after busy doing some midnight. research here. Who's doing some research and taking some notes for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad. Mom, mom mom told me to just tell you to keep it down a little bit. See, that's a, and that's the that's the true testament to Star Wars or what Star Wars can do. Like, oh yeah, it kept me up and it's got me like, oh my god, give me more Jedi, give me more like Ahsoka, like you know, like it's just it's awesome. So, hell, man, give, give us more, give us more Boba Fett, fuck, yeah, or I'm Captain down. Rex or whatever, it doesn't matter. Or Django Fett. Or Django. Shit. <laughs> he he did have that little thing. I, I did see it on the what you told me, Mike. Yeah. The, the little the little thing, little Cree thing, you know what was going on there. I'm like, it could be Django. I was <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. like, no. <laughs> we shall see. Alrighty. That's a good uh I think this is this is our longest review of the Mandalorian so far. We've hit two hours. Whoa! Yeah, hey. usually we clock in at like an hour, hour and thirty, hour and twenty. But so if that's hours. the case, uh, about an hour and forty-five minutes ago, all the fans left, so we, nobody's listening to us right now. Oh, hopefully not. First fifty minutes, and then they're out. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So this is a good uh, point to end this episode. So if you guys want to follow us, please make sure to follow us on. Instagram at FMANDTB. Follow me at Filmmaker Mike. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Jedi Mike1128. And of course, the YouTube channel, just search for Jedi Mike and you can watch our, our video uh, podcast there of this, uh, of the audio. We recently added that to the platform because a lot of people that we would talk about the podcast, they would, the first thing that they would ask is, is it on YouTube? And so we've made that option available and uh, we are now on 10 platforms. So we are, we are on spot for us for, we're on nine different audio platforms. 
So that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts. So that's three. We have Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, and then I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. iHeartRadio, right? You got that one. iHeartRadio, yes, is our newest one. Um, we just got added to that one last week. So you can listen to us on iHeartRadio as well. And um, yeah, so we've got nine audio platforms and of course, uh, video on YouTube, audio and video on YouTube. So uh, please uh, feel free and make sure to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, put in some comments there as well on what you thought on uh, the episode of the podcast, whatever your thoughts are. And you can leave us a voice message as well on Anchor. So Jester, go ahead. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at SequesterJ. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Sequester Jester. Um, yeah, I've been having fun with Instagram lately. If I, I did another Kuya Slam. So if you want to go check that out, I mean, please uh, follow. And uh, Kuya? Yeah, uh, follow Sequester J for some mediocre memes and uh, <laughs> videos. <laughs> and um, uh, actually, I want you guys to give a shout out uh, if you have Twitter to uh, make sure you give Dave Filoni and uh, Rosario Dawson a shout out for a fantastic job this episode. It was amazing. Give give them love. Show them love. Uh, shout out to um, what was the, the the voice actors actress name Ashley Ashley yeah, she she kudos to her for for uh giving the blessing so that like the the nerds won't rage anymore. So being a uh, champ we appreciate about that. It. Oh yeah, it, it was yeah. it was great. Welcome to the team, and I and I was like, wow, that's so gracious, right? Yeah, Pinhead, go ahead and uh give your shout out, please. Uh, you know where I'm at. If you haven't, uh, if you don't know where I'm at, it means you've not been listening to these episodes, and if you haven't been talked <laughs> to you, so I don't care. There's that. <laughs> You know they could be like, at. well, it's my first time listening. And it's, yeah, if it's your first time listening, you could have went back to the me. archives and watched from the fucking first episode. Uh-huh. Fuck you. I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> so I do want to mention uh, for Ashley Eckstein's social media for Twitter and Instagram, you can follow her on her universe, which is her, which is pretty much her clothing brand that she started um, to actually make more uh, uh, apparel and like comfortable like clothing for a lot of for a lot of uh, women available because when she started like 2008 there wasn't a whole lot of like Star Wars gear for many mm-hmm. uh, female fans and now like and she's also got some stuff there for men as well whether it's Star Wars it's Marvel uh, you name it it's there she has it so check that out as well it's pretty cool they've got lots of awesome designs Lots of Ahsoka gear and lots of other gear as well. Whether you like Doctor Who or, you know, Marvel or stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. So that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for listening. Till next time, we got three chapters left. We'll see what happens. May the force be with you. This is the way. We have spoken.